5. And this is really a prayer to God taken directly from the scriptures. And I want you to take it to heart because that's what the Spirit of God does for us. Isaiah 50 verse 4 and 5. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Father, thank you for your word today. I pray that your word will touch every heart and empower us to obey, to understand, to obey, and to turn. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, uh, my message is titled, The Power and Authority of the Holy Spirit. You know, when I was growing up as a Christian, uh, young man, going to church from time to time, I always hear preachers refer to the Holy Spirit as it. And that's what I accepted. Then I found that it's nothing like that. He's a person. Is part of the Godhead. He is God. God is a spirit. And the spirit, the Holy Spirit is God. So he has power and he has authority, especially for the believer. Jesus made it very clear. Without me, you can do nothing. Jesus is a spirit being that took on human flesh to dwell among us. He is God. There is only one God. And the spirit of God is God. And we need to recognize that. In the very beginning, God makes it very clear. If you are new to Christianity, it's hard to understand what's going on here. But the three persons in the Godhead were there in Genesis chapter 1 with great authority. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, 2, 3 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It is God. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. Let me give you understanding here. When you are not born again, that's what's happening to your life. You are created... But in the image of the fallen Adam. And your life before Christ is, according to the scripture, without real form. And it's void. And there is darkness there. There is darkness there. If you don't know Christ, you are living in the realm of darkness. And there is no form And your life is void. I mean, you felt that void before you came to Christ. There was something there. It's like something is missing. Void. You see, God is so rich in his wisdom. So right there in Genesis 1, he's telling you what our life is like before he comes in. Amen. Before he comes in. And once you become... Enlightened, things begin to change. Now listen to what it says. Without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. Get understanding. On the face of the deep. Deep inside the unbelieving life, darkness reigns. Darkness reigns. And God doesn't like it. And then he listened to this and said, and the Spirit of God. So we got God and the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God and God. That's God. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Basically, the Spirit of God was busy. It's like a hen about to hash the eggs. Putting all the pieces together. He was hovering over the surface of the deep. 
overing, putting the things together, waiting for the word, the word. Waiting for the word. And when God was satisfied, he says, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Instant. The Holy Spirit has gotten everything ready. When something is about to happen in your life, it's got to be through the work of the Spirit of God. No other way. No other way. That's why Jesus called him the helper. Because we need help. And he needs to put everything together for us. He hovers over your life until you give your life to Christ. But notice, the thing that happened here according to the scriptures. What was the first thing that was created? Light. You know what that means? Light is the beginning of order. Let all things be done decently and in order. God is a God of order. And for order to be put into the void... And the formless person, there's got to be first light. Light is the beginning of order. And what does that mean? When God gives you understanding, your understanding into God, the Godhead, is light. It's called revelation. In other words, God opens the eyes of your spirit... To understand the spirit realm and to understand God. When that starts, that's the beginning of order in your life. It's not the end, but it's the beginning of order. That was the first thing God created. Notice, there is a spiritual light and there is the natural light. And both of them created by the spirit of the living God through the word of God. This we just read, that's the first day. Did you know did you know when the sun was created? The fourth day. The moon, read verse 15 of that same chapter. The moon and the sun that we call light for ourselves, that was created on the fourth day. What we are talking about right now was created on the very first day. Light. That's not the natural light, amen. That's the spiritual light. It's different. I'm teaching, but I'm also preaching today, okay? So you get understanding. There is a difference. And if you read from verse 15, God then separated the light from the darkness. He separated the natural light just to let us know there was the spiritual light which enlightens the person so you get to know and, and get into the Godhead and understand what God desires. But then in verse 15, God separates the night from the day. Once light shows up, darkness disappears. Darkness can never fight with light. The battle is easy. Light comes in and darkness disappears. So, in the beginning, God said, let there be what? And what disappeared? Darkness disappeared. When God reveals himself to your person and you understand who God is, Darkness vacates your soul. And the desire to know the Godhead comes in. And all these things that people fight for and things that are important to them and everything, you know that you need them, but they are not the things that are important anymore. All you want to do, I want to know Him. I want to know Him. I want to know the fellowship of His suffering. I'm not following the ways of the world. That's the way of God. Let me read from verse 16 here. 
in Genesis chapter 1. It says, then God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, that's the fourth day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the, in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. So the stars, the sun, everything created. And to rule over the day and over the night. And to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So to divide, it made, if you read some other translation, God separated the light from the darkness. If you live in darkness, darkness will rule your life. They were set to rule. Can you understand what I'm talking about? If you live in light, that's why the scripture says, if we live in the light, then the blood of Jesus cleanses us. As he is in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Because we are living in the light. Amen? So for us, it behooves us to always be in the light. No matter what's happening to you, make sure you don't go the way of darkness. Turn around. Turn to the way of light. Turn to the word of God. Stay with the word of God, regardless of what's happening in your life. And believe me, the darkness will disappear. The darkness will disappear. Amen? He says, so the evening and the morning were the fourth day, just to confirm the fact that the first light, that's different. Amen? From this other one. The recreation of man is the same way. In Ezekiel 36, beginning from verse 25, God began to restore mankind. That's why I love Psalm 23 a lot. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, makes me to lie down, green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. What comes after that? He restores my soul. Then he leads you in the paths of righteousness, amen? Because of his name. Now, after you have been restored... His reputation is on your life and the way you live your life. So now he leads you in the paths of righteousness. For what? Because of his name. When you fail, he comes to him. And he doesn't like that. And so the Spirit of God, what we are talking about, then convicts you and says, this is wrong. And turns you around. So you can come back to your Heavenly Father. We have nothing to fear because God loves us. He loves us first. Amen? According to John, you didn't walk up yet. Anytime you think about walking yourself to get something done for God, you are in the flesh. Anything, let me tell you this. The Spirit of God is the force that brings things from the unseen world into the natural world. That's what we see in Genesis. He was already there. You can't see it. God can see it in his mind. He's there. You can't see it. It's invisible. But when God speaks through his word, the Holy Spirit is the one that brings it from the unseen world into the natural world. In Ephesians 1 verse 3, it says, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings, what kind of blessings are you going to be enjoying spiritual blessings when you are natural? He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in where? Heavenly places in Christ. So the Holy Spirit is the one that brings these blessings from the heavenly places to our natural world. How his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. But we need knowledge. Amen? To be able to enjoy those things. So he tells us how we're created. In, in uh, 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 
Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 25 and 28. Then he says, I will sprinkle clean water on you. So we've been taking a lot of shower with dirty water. Not kidding. <laughs> but God says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall what? You shall what? Who is doing the sprinkling? God is the one doing sprinkling. The sprinkling. And every one of you is being sprinkled today. Can I hear an amen? And you are clean. If you say you are not clean, you are deceived. Because God said you are clean. That's the gospel. Amen? That's the gospel. We were filthy, but God sprinkled clean water upon us. And now guess what? I am clean. You can say, well, I don't see you clean. That's your problem. God said, I am clean. And that's the final word. That's the final word. He says, I will cleanse you from all your filthiness. We can believe this. Because God has given every one of us a measure of faith. And we can believe that he has cleansed us from how many of unfilthiness? All unfilthiness. He's cleansed us from that. From all your, unfil- uh, your filthiness and from all your idols. People worship idols, not only in Africa. When I was working at the medical center, there was a guy. I made sure I packed about two spaces away from his car so I don't get near his car he had this I think it was a BMW he comes in early before work because sometimes I get there early to avoid the traffic because we're living back here he'll come in early before work and then he will spend about 30 to an hour wiping his car off. And I'm standing there looking like, what is he doing? He'll wipe the car off, and then he, there's uh, something, I don't know if it was uh, tarpaulin, he'll put, put it over the car and cover the whole car. And I'm saying, wow, this must be a very special car. And then after work, before he leaves, that thing was covered from, ev- I mean, everything was covered. He'll take that tap off, and then he's cleaning again. So I decided, stay away from that car. Because if you touch it with your car, you won't live another day. <laughs> that was his idol. And I watched him every time. I mean, that car was clean. So it's not only in Africa people worship idols. We got a little, little idol, stuff like, did you, did you know that unbelief, uh, unforgiveness can be an idol? Unforgiveness. Because you think you are achieving something. I'm never going to forgive that person. You're happy one minute. As soon as they mention the person's name, guess what? I wish you never said that name in my presence. It can become an arrow. But God said, I will take all of those things of your life. You will only focus on him. Then he says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I want you to look at the word spirit. Is it capitalized? No. What new spirit are we talking about then? Your spirit. Your born again spirit. You are a spirit. So this new spirit is saying is, I'll take away the old spirit, which was the spirit from Adam, and I'm going to recreate you, not from the outside, but from the inside, and give you a new spirit. A new person. If anyone is in Christ, is what? 
a new creation. A new creation in the presence of God. They may see you the same way, but inside you are completely new. A new creation. It says, I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put what? My spirit. Within you. Let me ask you this. If God puts his spirit within you, can you take it out? Or take him out? You think you have that power? God, I don't want. Where is the hand to reach him? To get him out of your life. We need to understand we are living in the dispensation of the gospel. No condemnation. Not after you come to Christ. Not after you come to Christ. There is no condemnation. Yeah, we make mistakes. That's the nice word for sin. Right? We call it mistakes because we don't want to call it sin. That's too bad to hear. Pastor says, I sinned this morning. No. He says, I made a mistake this morning. No. He sinned. Right? But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. He says, I will put my spirit within you and cause you. Who is going to make you walk for God? The spirit of God. Every time, this is where the authority of the spirit is. Where every time you're trying to help him, guess what you've done? You're out of, his, out, of, out of the spirit in the flesh. As many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So if whatever you're doing, even if it's good in your own eyes and in the eyes of others, if it's not coming from the Spirit, you wasted your time. His authority is not there. They may be, the, the people you are doing, whatever you're doing or speaking, they may be very impressed, but he's not there. But if he's there, they may be mad, but he's pleased. It's an audience of one. And it's got to be by the Spirit. You know what Jesus said? I never do a thing. I never even say a word. Unless it's coming from what? From God's authority. You know, I was reading the book we're reading uh, for Sunday school. If you're not coming to Sunday school, you're missing a lot. But something struck me. Did you know that Adam was commanded not to eat? I'm sure you read the book. Adam was commanded not to eat the fruit from the fruit, right? Did God command Jesus not to listen to Satan? Was there any commandment of that sort? No. He did offensive for his own because he didn't hear from the Father. Amen? He didn't hear from the Father. God didn't say to him, don't turn the stones into bread. Right? God didn't say, I don't want you listening to the devil. Just like he didn't tell Adam, don't listen to the devil. But he gave Adam commandment. But with God, with Jesus, he didn't give him commandment. And Jesus knew, if it's not coming from him, I'm not going to listen. Amen? If it's not coming from him, I'm not going to listen. We're not going to commandments. If it doesn't come from the Spirit of God, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, not how you feel, well, I just feel this way. Your feeling has nothing to do with it. If it's not coming from the Word and the Spirit speaking to you where you know this is the Spirit of God, if you go outside of it, you've stepped out of God and His ways, out of the Spirit. Amen? Does it make sense to you? You stepped out. You may be applauded by men because you've done a good thing, but if you get to heaven, there is no reward. There is no reward. People might be pleased. It's got to come from the authority of the Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. If you say you're a Christian and you've never heard from the Spirit, 
go back to your closet. Because he speaks all the time. Amen? He speaks all the time. <laughs> Let me tell you just how simple it is. When you do wrong, do you feel bad? You know who is speaking to you, making you feel bad? You heard his voice, amen? So don't tell me I can't hear the Holy Spirit. He's never spoken to me. No, that's not true. He speaks to you. Once you do something wrong, all of, because he says when he is come, he will convict what? Of sin. So immediately the conviction comes. And guess who is speaking to you? He says, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have said that. That's the Holy Spirit. He speaks to you. God gave him to you. That's why God sent him. I will put my spirit within you and curse you to walk in his commandments and his statutes. We cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. You just cannot. We need him. We like talking about Jesus, that's great. Talking about the Father, that's great. But the Holy Spirit is the one in charge of the church today. When the Holy Spirit is taken out of the world, that's the end. He's the one. The Holy Spirit is like Jesus on the earth today, present with us. He's the one directing the work of God on earth today. And if you do anything... Call it, say, say to yourself, Jesus spoke to me. If it's not coming from the Holy Spirit, you're out of it. It's got to be from Him. You know, in, in Romans, we give that scripture, chapter 8, verse 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps, so He helps in other areas, also helps in our weaknesses. Because we don't know what to pray for as we ought. So you say, I know what to pray for. No, you don't. God says you don't know what to pray for, and it's a weakness that every human has. Romans 8 from verse 26 and 27. But it says, but the Spirit helps us in that weakness by praying for us, making intercession for us. So you are praying... You're praying what you know, but the Spirit is praying according to the will of God because he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is, not your mind. Okay? The mind of the Spirit. And praying through you is aligning you to be able to see the light. Because he prays for the saints according to the will of God. He prays, how many will like God's will, perfect will to be done in your life? Yes. Pray in tongues. A lot. Amen? If you do that constantly, before long, you will lose fear of man. You know our greatest trouble? Fear of what people think and what people say. Hello? I'm not going to do that because if I do it, God telling you, say to the congregation, well, I don't want to say that God, you see, I don't know what they will think. Who cares what they think? You do what God telling you to do. The Spirit is the one that does the things. Listen to this. In John chapter 6, verse 23, he says, it is Jesus speaking, it is the Spirit that gives what? Life. The Spirit of God is the one that gives life. And the Spirit of God is here with us today, giving life. When Jesus said in his word, in the Bible here, I came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That's in the Spirit realm in his word. But the Holy Spirit is what makes it happen to you. He's the one that takes from the invisible world and brings it into our natural world. Did you know how Jesus was born? Huh? He was conceived of the Holy Spirit. You know that? Everything's got to be through the Spirit of God. Amen? And so, my message is draw near to God 
we get to know the Holy Spirit much. Read Smith Wigglesworth. These guys were keen on getting to know the Holy Spirit like crazy. They, they listened to him. Kenneth Higgin, that's who they listened to, the Holy Spirit. They have to listen to the Holy Spirit. And if you read in the New Testament, we are coming to that. The Holy Spirit was active, giving directions, and telling them, don't do this, go here. Do we have that today? I feel like, I feel like. Those feelings are deceitful most of the time. Because when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, (laughs) He won't quit. And usually it's not what your body likes. Amen? It's something you really don't want to do. But he's just not going to quit. He just keeps speaking to you. He's in charge today. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits what? Nothing. The flesh profits nothing. The word that I speak, they are what? Spirit and they are life. Let me go into what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit here. First, he has been given to us. That's the amazing thing about it. Notice what he says in Ezekiel 36. I will put my spirit within you. I will put my spirit within you. That's our dispensation, our time. God says, I'm going to put my spirit within you. Did you know no person in the, Holy, in the Old Testament had the spirit inside them? Did you know that? There was not a person in the Old, Old Testament that had the privilege of having the Holy Spirit living inside them. He only came on them. Amen? He came on them. You know, Samson, right? He's ordinary. He was ordinary until the Holy Spirit comes on him. Elijah plain so that the Holy Spirit will come upon him. We know. In the last day, God will pour his Spirit upon what? All flesh. And the Spirit comes to live within us. And the Spirit of God is in you right now. Please don't deny it. The Spirit of God is in you. Get to know who this authority is in your life. And talk to him. Talk to him. Just like you talk to Jesus. Amen? Just like you talk to Jesus. Talk to him. Lord, you know, is Lord Holy Spirit, just like Lord Jesus, Lord God, He's also Lord Holy Spirit. Amen? So Lord, you're speaking to Him. I don't understand. He'll give you understanding. Now, let me give you just a little insight here. You remember when Peter went up to pray and the sheets were brought down? Who told Peter to go? Was it Jesus? He said, Peter said, the Holy Spirit said to me, go with those men, don't ask any question. Who was speaking? Who had authority over the Christian life? Well, Peter could have said, well, I'm not going to listen to you till I hear from Jesus. You're going to be staying there and in disobedience. He's the spirit that's in charge of the church today. If you had an opportunity to be with Jesus, wouldn't you listen to him? He has been given to us. Jesus said it. And I will pray the Father. So Jesus is praying. And he will give you another word. Who was our helper when Jesus was on the earth? Jesus, now who is our helper? Why don't you lash on to your helper? For everything that you need. 
I will give you another. Not Jesus is gone. Amen. Now the real helper is who? The Holy Spirit. Why don't you talk to him? Hello? Why don't you talk to him? And see if he will not talk back. He's a person. The only problem is we don't have the habit of talking to him. We love talking to Jesus. I just spoke to Jesus. Makes you very spiritual. But you can speak to him. I know this is different, but believe me, this is good. Because once you learn, there are two ways. You can pray in the Spirit for a long time. The first thing that happens is whatever led you to pray in the Spirit, the fear of whatever was happening totally disappears. I've experienced that too. And I've also failed when I was listening to my head and making my calculations how I was going to escape. And then finally you give up and you say, well, Lord, Holy Spirit, I need your help. I can remember probably about three times, these ones are very significant to me, uh, where, you know, I was really distraught because of, it's, it's like no future. What am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? And you snelled down and, and spoke to God a little bit. And I heard in my spirit, I was here before you got here. I've taken care of everything. And all of a sudden, no sadness. And, and I mean, it's not for one day. This month, free from that fear. When the Holy Spirit speaks with authority into your life concerning a situation, guess what? The Prince of Peace reigns. The Prince of Peace peace reigns in your life. It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Can I hear the word nothing? Don't ever rely on the flesh. Rely on the spirit. Kenneth Hagin spoke of a man, um, businessman. He was prospering a lot. God was blessing him. But he had learned to listen to the Holy Spirit. And people knew he had money, so they come and they give him all these ideas, something to do to earn more money, and he likes it. But you know what he'll tell them? Uh, Go, come back tomorrow. You know what he wants to do? He wants to talk to God and the Holy Spirit. And it may be a great idea. The guy comes the next day. This is going to bring millions to you. He says, uh, uh, I'm not going to do that. Why? God told me not to do that. And God was blessing him. Every decision he made. Amen? He learned. It's not just spiritually. In every way. Don't go there go here. He speaks to us that way. He says, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper and that he may abide with you for how long? Forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him Nor know him. But look at what Jesus said. He said, but you know who? So, how many of you know the Holy Spirit this morning? How many of you have been aware that you are alive? Jesus said you know him. At this time, he was talking to the disciples. Had any of them seen the Holy Spirit? Show to know him? Why didn't they protest? We don't know who the Holy Spirit, we haven't seen him. Deep inside them, they understood what Jesus was talking about. That really, they have met the Holy Spirit and they know him. And that's the same for you this morning. You know him. Can I hear an amen? Amen. 
Say, I know the Holy Spirit. I've never heard that in church before. (laughs) I know the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is my friend. Ah, that's going real far. Amen? But that's the truth. That's the truth. He's taking the place of Jesus, right? And Jesus said, I no longer call you servant. Because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I now call you what? Friends. We used to dance to that song. I am a friend of God. Do you remember that? And I love that song. Jesus prayed for the Father to be with us. Another key thing, he says he will be our teacher and our what? Guide. In other words, he will teach you and then he guides you. Did Jesus tell us the truth? Is he doing that in your life? Do you have peace? Because it's very important. If he's guiding you and he's teaching you, you have peace. Great shall be the peace of his children. Every one of them. Jesus talking about the helper again. John 14, 20 says, But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. So God was the one that sent the Holy Spirit to live with you forever. Amen? Forever. He is in your life today. You know, I used to measure like in, measure on the fact that you need to speak in tongues. That's, that's good. That's important. But the thing is, if you are a Christian, you should be able to speak in tongues. It's a given. Amen? If you are a Christian, you should be able to speak in tongues. So that's not where I'm focusing today. If you haven't received that, you can't speak in tongues. It's it's so easy because God made that possible for you. Jesus died on the cross for you to be able to speak in tongues. So that's not the issue here. The issue is listening to the Holy Spirit who enables you to speak in tongues so that he can guide and teach you through life. Amen? The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. All things. Sometimes I like when Tim, back there, says, sometimes nobody taught me these things, and I say, God, how can I do this? Technical, but never been in school. Go away from it, come back with the ability to do it, and do it well, without formal education. He will do what? How many things? Do we really believe that? Uh, You want to have a PhD first? Did you know that people have PhDs from what Peter the fisherman wrote? Okay? The fisherman that didn't go to school, now we have, I'm a doctor of the epistle of Peter. And he's very proud of himself. Hey, a fisherman wrote that book. (laughs) But the truth is, it was the Holy Spirit putting it through Peter. Don't we believe believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? So you say to yourself, I didn't go to college. I can't write a book. Who told you that? He, when he is come, he will what? Teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. You can remember scripture. Verse, uh, John 16 verse 13, and I'll close here, I'll continue next week. However, when he, the spirit of what? Truth has come, he will what? 
Do you know what a shepherd does? Huh? With their stick? I want to be his sheep. Amen? So I never miss the way. He's guiding me. And that's what he does. He guides you into what? All truth. And the Bible says, and you shall what? Know the truth. And the truth will... We use the word set. Make you free. Amen? Set. That's where you can go now. But making is reforming you. Amen? So he stays with you. There's a different word. Make and set. Set is just to cut the chain and you can go, right? No. He makes you free. So no matter what you're dealing with in life, you operate with the spirit of freedom. You operate with the free spirit of freedom. He says, whatever he hears, he will speak from the Father. So, again, we become like Jesus. I do nothing except what the Father tells me to do. And I say nothing except what the Father tells me to say. Amen? That's who we are. Tell yourself, you know, our job is to let you know who you are in Christ. And not to tell you you cannot believe. That's a lie. Because if that's true, then Romans 12, verse 3, where it says, God has given to every one of us a measure of faith. God says you have faith. It's in you. And you say, well, I don't have it. That's a lie. Let God be true and every man a liar. You can believe whatever you want to believe. And you can believe that the Spirit will guide you through life. Amen? No matter where you are in your life today. How many believe that this morning? God is in your life. Amen? God is in your life. He said, I would never leave you. Circumstances may come into your life to tempt you. To make you think he has abandoned you. No. He cannot lie. He's there. He will come through for you. And like I've always said, when you're going through things you don't understand, God is training you for something bigger. Because if he doesn't train you, when you get there, you're going to fail like Saul, King Saul. You will fail. But when you've been through troubles like David... When you get to that place, you succeed, no matter what. Stand up with me this morning. First thing I would like to do is this. If you're here this morning, God's here and he knows you, and he wants you Because his son came for you. That's something that's hard to to imagine. That God left the angels and everything just to find me. That's important. Just to look for me. Jesus said I came. That's God in human flesh. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were created by him. And without him, nothing was created except through him. He says that in him was life. And the life was the light of man. The beginning. The life was the light of man. The beginning. Amen? That's the beginning of order in a man's life. Today, you've heard the word of God. You know yourself. You know if you are walking with Jesus or you walked with him in the past, but you are no longer walking with him as closely as you should. If that's you this morning, why don't you join me up here? I'm going to be down here. I'll give you some time. If you've you've gone away from Christ and you need him, you strayed away from him, would you come and join me here? We'll pray together. Okay. 
So, truly, every one of you saved here, if you're born again and you're walking closely with God, can I see your hand up? If I, if I see your hand down, I'm going to bring you up here. <laughs> so we're grateful to God that every one of us is. But if you have things you're dealing with and they overwhelm you, Bible says, Matthew 18, 18, 19, he tells us very clearly, if two shall agree concerning anything that they shall ask on where? On the earth. Are you still on the earth? Are you going to heaven now? No, we're still on the earth. If two of us shall agree concerning anything, anything that we we want to ask from the Father on the earth, he said it will be done for them by my heavenly Father. And we know Jesus cannot lie. If you have something that is troubling you and it's like a pain for you, would you, uh, prayer partners, would you come up? Would you come and join us here? for prayer and I guarantee you if you do God will take care of that problem that's for sure sometimes we concern ourselves too much with what others are thinking those things by the grace of God I learn not to go there anymore because what they think doesn't matter to me it won't change anything for me But if you're here this morning and you need God to touch your life concerning whatever, please come up. This is a very holy, holy hour before God. We should never take this lightly. Because he's here. Jesus himself is right here with us. And I need you pray for these that are up front. Because God is actually doing something right now. You may not see it, but God is true. And he's true to his word. He's faithful to his word. Something is transpiring right now. As we pray. Pastor Michael, Pastor Michael, go back there and lay your hands over Irina and Pastor Andy and just bless their family. Michael, join him too. No, Michael. Just give thanks to God for their lives and bless them. Sometimes we are so much in a hurry, especially in the first world. We need to give time for God. There's time for every other thing you want to do, God. Give you that time. 
All right. I may not do as I feel led. No apologies. If you can pray in tongues, and I believe every one of us can. You know, God taught me to pray with people. All I say, join me, join me. He said, what do I say? I don't know. Just join me, okay? And they do, and the Spirit comes upon them. You know, what I want us to do, lift your hands up this morning, and every one of us begin to pray in the Spirit. Everyone, if you've never done that before, join. It's your opportunity. If you haven't done, just begin to speak. You won't understand what you're saying. You won't understand what you're saying. If you understand it, uh, you are speaking your native tongue. But just speak. Step out of the boat and walk on water. This is by faith. Every one of us can do that. Rose kente re ba 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 raso konde le ba sika re ba 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 raso kondo le ba ba kandare ba te re ma ma raso konto le ba 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 ya sika ba ba morekare ba ba join me join me join me join me join me karo se kete re ba 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 rasa kandale ba si morakete le ba 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 morekata le ba 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 I don't know why God is telling me to do this. But I will obey him. Join me because there is a blessing coming on upon a person's life. I should join me this morning in obedience. Disappointments are going away. Disappointments are going away from your life. Disappointments are going away. Things are going to change in the name of Jesus. Things are going to change in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I declare it today, according to the word of God, it shall be established. Things are going to change. Disappointments are going away from us in the name of Jesus. Things are changing in your lives this morning. I declare in the name of Jesus. Things are changing in your lives this morning. Things are changing in your lives this morning. Good things, goodness and mercy coming after you today in the name of Jesus. The confusion is going away. The depression is going away in the name of Jesus. Peace is coming into your heart this morning. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Sometimes people say, ah, this Pentecostal church. No, we are just a church, amen? And we believe in praying in the Spirit. Amen. So, believe me, there is something transpiring this morning. I really believe that. I won't like to hold anybody up, but I feel like the Spirit of God is doing something today. Release yourself to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Release yourself to the Spirit because something is happening here. We're going to hear about it. Would you pray with me again in the Spirit? Yes, you can do it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Let's go. Pray in the spirit a little bit. Maraso tele bakanda rebasika. Rose kete le baba baba ba. More baba baba raso kondole sheka. Rese baba 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 kande le basika. More se kete le baba kanda rebasika. More se kete le baba baba. Yes, you can pray in tongues. He's from your heavenly Father. You cannot be afraid. He prays to God according to the will of God for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's somebody here, 
You've been waiting for something to happen. I want to declare to you, it's on its way. Most likely this week, you will have your breakthrough. You will have your breakthrough because God is with us. Amen? I want you to anticipate it, okay? Go to sleep just dreaming. Ah, it's here, it's here, it's here. Amen? And we will receive according to the word of God. God bless you with his knees.